When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. There's some real soul searching I got to do. But like I said, I fall down, I pick myself back up. For the winner, I split decision. I'm happy to just sit on the sidelines, take time to get better. So we'll see what's next for me in uh, 2024. Looking at Al Jermaine Sterling's title run, in five years' time, will we remember it? First of all, it starts with Piotr Jan, who I think, if he never wins a belt, is going to be one of those guys like Thiago Alves. You know, he fought everyone up the division. He was really scary. Looking back at Alves, you acknowledge him as like a badass guy but he was never champion. So if you look back at Aljamain Sterling and say like, he had those really close fights with Cody Yarn, who was like this badass killer. I don't know if that will age necessarily well. And then you're gonna be like, oh yeah, that's when TJ came back. But obviously he was super injured at the end of his career. You know, I don't like, think you'll remember that. Yeah, I don't think you'll saying. remember TJ That's what I'm trying back. to say. What we'll remember from TJ is popping and then going away for two years. We'll remember that. You'll probably look back at Aljamain's title run and remember moments from other people's careers yeah. you'll remember that's when tj's tried to come back or you remember that's when you remember Tehudo the knee tried you remember the back. knee yeah, yeah. and you'll you remember, remember him as the first champion to win a belt by just dq, by, by DQ. yeah yeah he didn't finish people i know he finished tj but like the guy was basically finished by himself he didn't get anything where he was like wow like the best thing he did was scory sanhagen renake a joke and that was before he became champion this is what i was saying about that video that we did a couple of weeks ago with dowja it's just like if he loses which he has lost like, this is so bad for that man now. He's not going to get an immediate title fight rematch. Or if he does go up to 145, he's going to have to earn that shot against Volk. Do you know not, what's he's not going to jump up there and fight. Is that he put the own, his own nails in the coffin by saying, if he can knock me out, I don't know what Volk could do. And he said that in the ring. And it's like, you know, don't do that. Just stay quiet. If you think that, <laughs> just, just don't quiet. say anything like that. Because Dana's like, well, you clearly don't want it then. So like, not only were you not going to get it because you just lost, you've now put any thought of that to bed. So you could see him go up fighting a contender, maybe like Brian Ortega or something like that. It was basically for almost everyone involved, apart from Aljo, the best fucking outcome. Yeah, I feel like that is that's pretty yeah. true. Honestly, is this the most tragic title run in UFC history? From yeah. winning the belt, being unliked, and getting KO'd by this hype machine in Sean O'Malley that loads of people like. 
Yeah, yeah, or loads of people dismiss as not being very good, but he still knocked you or out. Or anyway. also, people see him as like the the company's poster boy, who they're pushing unwarrantedly. Yeah, and a lot of people also were like, "You're going to smash him and ragdoll him when you get knocked out." So I think you could be right. Like, like it, obviously, it went on for a while, but that in some ways is also more tragic that you had multiple opportunities to win the fans back and you couldn't. The fact that it spread out. And I think what makes it worse is that how humble and respectful he's been in his in the post interviews and things like that. He's 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 done nothing wrong. No, he's way. he's been a he's been a great champion, and even when he didn't want to fight earlier than he he thought, he still did it. He still stepped up and, and took and took the fight, maybe with some underestimation of his opponent. But I mean, he did everything he was asked to. He, he was trying to hype himself up. He was being a bit cheesy and a bit corny, but he was doing his things to promote the fight. And yeah, just could never get anyone on side for some reason. Basically, what happened the moment Sean won, everyone was like, yeah, he was the best bantamweight ever, and look what Sean's just done to him. But was he really the best bantamweight champion ever? Well, we always have recency bias, don't we? Yeah. Like, if someone's defended their belt three or four times, it's like, oh, yeah, they're the best ever. But also, when you're in a division where, like, the title defense record isn't particularly high, I think it was two. The term GOAT or the best of all time is banded around far too much nowadays. Like, they were doing it with Usman, and then Leon knocked him out and kind of took all that. And then they were doing it, obviously, with Aljo recently. He's a very active and he's a very recent champion. And three defenses although they were great wins over great people it's not that incredible for me as a champion it's kind of what you expect to someone at least get that mark you know someone who's really great you you would expect someone of that caliber to get to that level when you've got people in the sport who are legends like gsp anson silver people that with real record holding title defenses like like demetrius johnson what the greatest title reign of all time i don't think you can say aljamain just because he's got one more than the last guy that makes him the GOAT. Okay, so Demetrius Johnson is a GOAT because he defended his belt a bunch, but it has to be judged against way more than just how many title defenses you have. It's how did you do it? How did That's you do what it? I'm trying to say. What's the calibre of the opponent? And honestly, the calibre of his opponents were in question a lot of the time anyway. You had Cejudo coming back off three years. You had TJ having one arm. You had, you know, the fights with Jan. The second one was a great win, right? It was a close win. Yeah, it was okay, a well, split. All of his yeah. fights have been close. It was I a, mean, apart from TJ, I mean, the Henry fight was that, very close that's as thing, well. If this, I don't want to just turn this into like shit on Aljamain but if he's the greatest of all time is he having close split decision wins in his title reign or is he like finishing people like we know I mean, he can the thing Look, is, he's not the greatest phantom no, no he's not. Not, not he's not but like if he beat Henry Cejudo when like three years ago that would have helped a lot and if he beat TJ and he wasn't injured that would have helped a lot so he's got the names but like let's be honest even like Hen and Barrow like he had a hell of a run with incredible knockouts his spinning kick knockout against fucking Eddie Wynan was unbelievable. Aljamain didn't do anything like that during his run. You know, before he was beaten by TJ, people were like, this guy's the best ever. This guy hasn't ever faced anything that he can't handle supremely well. You do forget about Henan just because of the landslide losses that he's had in his in his last, what, like five years of his career. Well, it's more the fact that the only person who's kind of there at the moment is Volk, right? Yeah. But he has also just lost. He wasn't a champion at 155. He's a champion at 145. And he's on five title defenses at 145. 
145. I don't know what his weight cut is like, whether he's had history of like, oh, it's a difficult cut to get to 145. But I feel like the only reason he is actually going up to lightweight is because there's literally nothing for him there. The other argument of that is, honestly, he could just stay at featherweight and just continuously dominate over and over again. Continuously beat Max Holloway. No, again but, but he could just take, I mean, like, it's, it's kind of, it's no different to like Demetrius Johnson. Though. How many title defenses he had? 11. Name half of those title defenses. You have to have contenders that are doing magical things, fight the champion and the champion to beat those people. Because if you don't have the contenders who can actually sort of create an interesting matchup with the champion, then you're never going to like... You know, it's kind of crazy when you look at, obviously, Sean O'Malley's just become the bantamweight champion. When did he fight on the contender series? 2017? 18, yeah. yeah That's a long time ago. He's had quite a few years now to get to that place. And when you think about dominant champions, how hard it actually must be to stay dominant over, say, like four, five, six years of just defense after defense after defense without any kind of slip up. Yeah, well, yeah. GSP talked about how much that screwed him up. Didn't he? Exactly, the pressure yeah. of pressure of that. that. You know, Fedor lost and everyone's like, oh my God, it's great. But, you know, he was just like the person that never stands up, never falls down. I mean, he never publicly said, oh, this is who I am. I'm the best ever. People put him in that spotlight because he was just winning. I mean, he barely defended the Pride heavyweight yeah, title. Sorry. And then actually, when you look at his career following the Big Nog fights, other than Krokop, you know, he was fighting Zulu Zinio, Hongman Choi, Matt Linden, yeah. he fought. <laughs> yeah, you know dog. the fact that he was like that was his competition. Brett Rogers. There was a bulk of time there where he's got like five wins against who? Yeah, but it's how he was doing it. But that's the thing. You can have those performances against people like Zulo Zinio. Zulo Zinio has never fought. <laughs> Do you think, like, as a community, we need to sit down and say, Let's yes, stop. We, because... just get excited. we just get excited. But, no, but it's also. I don't get excited. I'm like. It's the social media bullshit, fast nature of things. It's like, we need to, like, we need to put a label on this. Is this this well, is the newest, to, best you, thing. Yeah, and John Anik say he was the GOAT. It's not just like social media, right? But at the end of the day, it obviously just comes down to marketing as well, doesn't it? It's just oh, like, yeah. you need Ron Perlman. The cold open is like the, the final buy in, isn't yeah. it? Mm-hmm. So you need the badass guy. You need fucking uh, Hellboy to come in. Today, we're sampling a bit of Howler Head cocktails. I've whipped up my favourite cafe latte with a bit of Howler Head. So why don't you try some of that? I will have Not some all of it, Thank though. Thank you very much. Obviously, I want to like that. Mm. At any time of day, I could have this for breakfast. You could, yeah. Oh, that's not... You can taste the banana in that. Like you can, creamy yeah. banana cold brew with alcohol. So when you're doing your overnight fight companions, coffee, Howler Head... Best of both worlds. You think I have a couple of them? Yeah, that will sort me right out. I think you, I think you'll have a great time. But also, I've I've gone with a, a classic, very elegant. I've gone for a highball in a low ball glass. On classic. Out, you know, my granddad used to drink that. ginger ale and whiskey. Ginger ale is, is, a, is a great mixer. This with a little lemon, but also a little banana. Ooh, oh, there's a lot of interesting flavors going on there. That is actually really yeah. nice. Yeah, there's something about that. If you if you wanted to do some cocktails like this. Mm. Where could you buy your Howler Head? I got mine from a uh, large Tesco store. I mean, sometimes you don't you don't want to go out, so you can get on Amazon. You can get on Master of Malt as well. You guys weren't here for the Fight Companion, but we had at least five people join the channel members during the Companion. You see their names in chat because you, you get a little badge, your messages highlighted in green. Basically, at the end of the day, if you join us as a channel member, you get two of these potties a week where the boys just have a little chat and have a bit of fun, say some really dumb, silly and stuff. that is on... The- any level, right? Yeah. That is, is yeah, so. You can if you join just... in as a Just Bleed member, get the two potties. If you join as a as a champion or a Hall of Famer, boy, you got some fucking perks, haven't you? There, yeah, yeah you, you get in t-shirts. The, t shirts. There's no t shirts, but no you t-shirts. do get to join 
writers meeting and inject your ideas into the channel and to the scripts and everything we've been working on as well but yeah just want to say thank you to all of you guys who have signed up already really appreciate the support it's very very much welcome and uh, it helps us keep going and doing things like this for you guys